go for it and make sure that you protect yourself in the process take care of yourself protect your heart and just make sure that you are safe but go for it <laughs> hi welcome back to the second episode and today here we have Masi, and she is one of the most passionate teacher i've ever met and she's really friendly kind-hearted and a strong woman so Masi, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit um hi to everyone that is listening my name is Masi. i'm from south africa uh, for a lot of people they refer to me as Masi or teacher Masi. so yeah those are the two names i go by okay so like uh Masi, like being a foreigner before you came to taiwan like uh, what were your expectations before you start living abroad? To be honest, I didn't have a lot of expectations. And the reason why I didn't have expectations is because my move to Taiwan was a very spontaneous move. I didn't plan for a long time and I literally really? had a month. Yes, I literally had a month to wow. pack my bags, resign from my uh, previous teaching job in South Africa, say goodbye to all my friends, family, and hop on a flight and come to Taiwan. So I had very little time to prepare myself. I didn't think, one, I was going to get a job in Taiwan. When I applied for the job, it was just like, oh, like I was bored. And then I just opened my laptop and applied for the job. And then I was running around getting my visas and everything sorted out. And then it was time to leave. So I didn't really have enough time to um, build any expectations, I guess. I just did like some research on what other people experience. But um, yeah, as a South African, I didn't really I didn't do a lot of research on a lot of things that I <laughs> got to experience once I moved to Taiwan so yeah yeah <laughs> so like were there more options that maybe you can go like uh, other countries why did you decide to come to Taiwan okay there were actually other options um initially I want I just for me I just wanted to be in a different country Taiwan just stood out out of all the countries that I had on my list mainly because um, when I did do like a bit of research I found that out of the countries that I had on my list Taiwan had the least number of um, South Africans it also had the least number of uh, western foreigners and Mm. I at the time, I didn't know the number of maybe Southeast Asian foreigners they are in Taiwan. The one thing that made me come to Taiwan was just the fact that it doesn't have as many foreigners as other Asian countries. So for me, I felt like it would really feel like a completely different country, unlike maybe being in Singapore, for example, where there's a bit yeah. more of diversity when it comes to like people of different races and, and stuff. So, um, yeah, I think growing up in South Africa, I've never felt like I was a foreigner. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. I I think I wanted to experience being a foreigner. (laughs) And also, at the time, when I did research, um, compared to other countries, Taiwan had the most positives. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I usually say Taiwan won my heart compared to the other (laughs) So, that is why I ended up living in Taiwan and also yeah. I wanted to live on an island so that was also like one of the oh, yeah. yeah Taiwan is an island yeah <laughs> yeah so it must be really hard for you like to 
step out of your comfort zone like to live in a asian country so so what is like um being a foreigner like especially like a black foreigner in like asian society asian country to be honest it's not easy <laughs> i think even if um you are not a black foreigner just being a foreigner i think actually even if you are a local person moving from yeah. let's say taoyuan to uh, kaohsiung or just any other parts of taiwan you would yeah. need to adjust and change a few things it does take you out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. but then even more if you come from a completely different country with a completely different culture and um yeah in the beginning it was very very difficult for me but i think also it was because of the situation i put myself in uh coming to taiwan yeah. i why i don't want to live in a city i don't want to be in an area close to where there were a lot of foreigners and so on so i don't know if i've told you this before if i've shared this with yeah. um anyone but when i first came to taiwan i lived in uh yunlin yunlin oh. yeah that's what yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. i actually lived in the southern parts of taiwan and um yeah, yeah because i found out that was more countryside and a lot of people yeah don't really speak english so i was like oh perfect <laughs> because i want to be in an environment where i'll be fully immersed in the traditional culture of the country yeah. and be able to pick up the language easily which at the time i thought uh, most people in taiwan speak taiwanese i had idea that people actually speak chinese yeah soon after i moved to taiwan i realized that yunlin was just not going to work out because i think i didn't realize how difficult it is to be a foreigner until i was in yunlin the fact that for a lot of people that i uh, had encounters with some of them had never seen a foreigner in person before but even more for most people they had never seen a black person before so it it yeah. it was um it was awkward at times and at times i also felt really uncomfortable um yeah. i think i yeah. knew that people would stay and maybe want to take pictures with me but i didn't think people would want to take pictures of me and yeah it went from that to i had like a few encounters where people would actually touch me and it that yeah for me that was just I... that was just a bit strange and uncomfortable because yeah. in my entire life I've never felt the need to touch someone I don't know so when that happened to yeah. me I I didn't understand in the beginning so it took a while for me to not get used to it but to understand why people were doing it even though I still don't fully understand till today <laughs> It was very challenging in the beginning but um I would say what has helped me ease into Taiwan a bit more is learning a little bit more about the culture trying to understand Taiwanese people a bit more understanding that this is a different country with different uh cultures people have different values and so on so for me learning all of that then allowed me to brush off some things and just be like oh this is just yeah. how things are done in Taiwan so i just have to yeah. just suck it up and continue and just go on with life <laughs> the point where yeah. i think now it has become a lot easier than before just being a foreigner walking outside where when people look at me or when people take pictures of me or when people want to take pictures with me i can easily just say no yeah. 
whereas in the beginning yeah. i didn't know how to say no I, I just didn't know how to approach situations like that like i think i my nose are stronger now compared to when i first <laughs> came to taiwan just because i know i can see when people are starting to cross boundaries even when they don't realize yeah. that themselves like, yeah yeah it's been being a foreigner has been it's been interesting it's been an interesting <laughs> challenge yeah Yeah, it's challenging. What about your experiences? Because um, you've been in a foreign country as well for a year, if I'm not mistaken, right? What was it like for you? What was it like for me? Like uh, what you said, like being in different cities in a country matters. Uh, where I stayed in America was a really small place. We called it like a town. So the town was used to having these kind of exchange students or foreign students. It was hard for me to first when I got there. I didn't know if I want to show like which side of me, because back in the back in Taiwan, like in middle school, I was like this really outgoing girl, like back in middle school. But when I first got there, I didn't know like how to act and how to like interact with other people, and uh, it takes time for me to really adapt into the new places and new people. And I can finally like feel myself and uh, don't stress that much. Like I can totally understand like being a foreigner in a different country. Yeah. 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 Um, like which of those is like the biggest challenge you faced like in Taiwan so far? The biggest one. <laughs> the biggest one for me was adjusting to the food in Taiwan. Food. The food. Yes. Yeah. Um, just I think for me because naturally I'm a very picky eater. So, adjusting to di- a different taste of food because even if it's something that I've never tried before, I find it a bit difficult to just indulge and just start eating just because other people are eating that stuff. So, yeah, it, it was very challenging when I first came to Taiwan, and especially not knowing how to read what was on the menu. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that was also very very challenging. Way most of the time, I would ask for recommendations, and it would. <laughs> that be something that I feel like I just cannot eat it because I felt like I wasn't ready <laughs> for the full <laughs> Taiwanese taste of food. <laughs> But over time, I actually got used to it, and I actually started liking some of the stuff that I didn't want to try in the beginning. So I think for me, the biggest challenge、um, was food in the beginning. But then over time, it changed. After I got used to、um, eating the food, and then it was like, okay. Now I'm trying to be in Taiwan and actually feel like okay, this could feel like a second home, but then、yeah. came the language part where the language barrier was a huge. It still is actually a huge problem for me when it comes to、uh, making friends, wanting to、uh, get information, or just trying to get to know people a bit better. The language yeah. part,、um, yeah, it, it's it's been a huge challenge where. <laughs> I think as a foreigner in any other country where they speak a language that you don't understand, it is very difficult,、yeah. especially in a country where people in Taiwan are a bit more reserved compared to back home. So, if I just want to randomly talk to someone, maybe at Seven Eleven or something, it it becomes <laughs> a a bit difficult if they just say, "Oh, like I don't know how to speak English," or if I try to say something in. Uh, Chinese or Mandarin, and they just have、Chinese. no idea what I'm trying、yeah. to say. So yeah, for me, <laughs> like the the two biggest challenges: language and. 
So like, how do you deal with that? Like when you're in Seven Eleven and like the clerks, they don't understand like English or like what do you do when they? Uh, so I usually just rely on Google Translate. To be honest, I don't <laughs> like using Google Translate. But when it comes to situations like that, where I feel like I'm completely stuck right now and I feel like there's no other way out of it. I just take out my phone and start translating everything. And what's funny is that Google Translate is not always accurate. So sometimes I'll translate yeah. and they still have no idea what I'm trying to say. So yeah, <laughs> if there's someone nearby who sees that maybe, oh, here's a foreigner and she's having some trouble, people usually will just offer to help, which is oh, yeah. very nice. Yeah, and I'm that's always like, so grateful yeah. for that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's moving to like, like, do you get homesick while, like, living abroad? Um, I've had... <laughs> my first year in Taiwan, actually, I don't think... I didn't get homesick. It was more like, oh, I wish I could see my friends, or I wish I could see my brother, and so on. But yeah. I think it was last year where it really hit a lot. At some point, I was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I I was going through so much. Where I think for that was the first time yeah. in my entire life where I felt so homesick. And what made it even yeah. more difficult was that I knew that we were in the middle of a pandemic, and there was there was just yeah. no way out of it. And even um, yeah. talking to, I'm just used to. I'm used to being alone and living by myself because I've I've been doing it for probably like over seven years now. But um, oh. yeah, 2020, it, it hits a lot at one point. And I just remember thinking to myself that I, I need to just go back home because this is just not working out. So yeah, I did get homesick last year. But prior to that, yeah, no, I didn't. I think... In my first year, because everything was still new and I was still trying to yeah. find my feet and just everything was just still new. So it was all exciting. But now I feel like I, I know my way around Taiwan. So it's, it's I think it's very easy to now get bored and feel yeah. lonely. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I know, like, um, I don't really get homesick a lot, but on holidays. Like, how do you feel like when holidays, when like family are celebrating and you only can stay in a different place mm-hmm. it must be really hard right it is it is very challenging um i think other than christmas for me yes on christmas it does get difficult mainly because uh everyone back at home is uh with their families and they're celebrating and they're just like eating all the good food that i wish i could eat but <laughs> what i noticed is that in the past um two years I think for me, the most difficult time is when it's Chinese New Year in Taiwan. Because mm. unlike on Christmas, because uh, people in Taiwan celebrate Christmas differently to how Christmas is celebrated uh, back in South Africa. Yeah. Back in South Africa, it's more like a time for family, whereas in Taiwan, you can actually spend time yeah. with friends. So in Taiwan, I know on Christmas, I can always meet up with my Taiwanese friends, my foreign friends. But on Chinese yeah. New Year, most people... Most of my Taiwanese, actually all of my Taiwanese, they're with their families. With their families. So for me, that is usually the most difficult time because then it's like, it hits a lot at that time that, oh, you're in a foreign country, like you don't have family here. And maybe my friends are also going, my other foreign friends are going through the same thing. So no one really wants to hang out because they <laughs> feel very upset and very lonely and homesick. 
I guess. So yeah, I think I usually just sleep. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, when I know it's around yeah. time for everyone to have dinner with their families and take pictures and everything, I just put my phone away and sleep. <laughs> Oh my god. Maybe you can come to my house and we can celebrate this Chinese New Year together. <laughs> that would be, be really so nice. Fun. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um like especially under this pandemic, I know you can now fly, fly back to South Africa and like come back like as you wanted. How do you deal with homesick? Like what do you do to kind of like feel better? Um I did a lot of reflection towards the end of last year and you know how like um every year or maybe for the past two or three years spotify um does like the the recap of like the music you've been listening to the yeah yeah of hours you spent listening to music so when i looked at mine uh for last year i noticed that i listened to a lot of music but on top of that a lot of it was very sad very emotional songs oh. so I, I noticed that and i i watch a lo- quite a lot of tv for someone who doesn't watch tv and i also use <laughs> my cell phone i think last year was the most i'd ever spent time on my cell phone oh. i started using social media more frequently i was more active on yeah. every social network last year i spent Every I think every single day I was on Instagram or Facebook for at least four hours, which was a lot for me. Mm-hmm. But then I realized that yeah. it was because on most days I would feel very lonely. Sometimes even when I was around people, I had moments where I just felt I just felt alone even when I was around people. So I would just want yeah. to either just go home or I would just zone out and think about my own things instead of being present yeah. in um, the conversations around people. So. Yeah, I would say what helped me cope was staying positive, I guess. And um, I think yeah. one other thing that helps a lot is that I have a job every morning, even if I go to bed upset. My thing is before I started teaching, I just told myself that I will be a happy teacher, which is very hard because no matter what yeah. happens every day, no matter how upset I feel, yeah. I just always want to have a smile on my face. But sometimes, like, I'm at work walking around and I'm just like, I just want to crawl under the floor and just, like, die or cry. Aww. But because I just always yeah. want to be positive, just because I know that everyone deals with their own things. And maybe they yeah. could be someone else that is going through something bigger than what I'm going through right now. And I just always try to be the positive and the happier person in the room, even though it is very difficult. So, yeah, I that's what I did, I guess, to uh, not being at home and not being able to go home whenever I wanted to last year. Yeah. yeah. And, like, just so you know, like, you are a happy teacher. You always make, like, you're just, like, you bring so much joy, like, to the classes. And, like, during the class, and, like, your English corner, it's just so much fun. Thank you. Thank you so much. That means a lot. Like, every time I like, really? feedback like no matter how small it is it always makes me so happy because uh, I had terrible teachers when I was in high school (laughs) and I think a lot of people to having that one terrible teacher so when I became a teacher the one thing that I said to myself was I will not be like my teachers they made us not enjoy going to school which I think it's it's, it's not nice that's just not nice because you spend too much time in school so it should at least be 
a place that maybe you don't enjoy doing uh, your English homework or your math homework. But, you know, at least if the teacher tries to make the classroom or the school environment a little bit better, then the homework just yeah. becomes like that extra bit of hardship that is just there, but everything else is just smooth, I guess. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, Teacher Masi, like, does moving to another place or another country change your personality? Um, to some extent, I think it does because you need to adjust a lot of things. But I think as people, even if you remain in the same country or in the same place, yeah. because we are constantly growing and constantly going through different experiences and, and different things in life, we are bound to change. We cannot remain the same. Yeah. As for personality, yeah. I'm naturally a very calm person, but I calm and patient, yeah. very patient person. But um, <laughs> I think after moving to Taiwan, I even became more and more patient and calm. That was like the one big change that I noticed in my personality. And also, I became a lot more stronger emotionally way when I look like things oh. that maybe would break me or like make me cry or make me sad back at home, now I they don't shake me just because I think it's more like a thing of if I cry, like I just need to get over it and just like continue with life. Whereas maybe back home, I would go to my brother's room and be there and like cry and, and complain and stuff. But now <laughs> it's like, I don't want him to worry and I don't want the people that I know in Taiwan to worry about me. And I also don't get sick a lot in Taiwan. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. So yeah, I think like, uh, <laughs> I've definitely become like a more positive person, uh, more patient, a lot stronger emotionally. But I think there've also been some uh, negatives where I'm not as outgoing as I used to be oh. uh, in Taiwan. Yeah, I'm not as outgoing as I used to be. Um, I don't know if it has to do with maybe my circle. Maybe language. Or, yes, or maybe it's the language. Mm -hmm. But um, if I see someone, maybe someone my age, and I would like to approach them and talk to them, I find it a lot more difficult to do that now compared to how it was back home. So not that I was, like, extremely outgoing back home because I'm sure if some of my friends listen to this, they'd be like, why are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think I was a little bit more about going back home than I am now. Like now I, I spend a lot more time indoors and just by myself and not so much time with friends anymore. So yeah, oh, I, I think yeah. I think I do think though that a place does change your personality. It can be for the good or the bad, but I think it definitely does change your personality in some way. Yeah. Like that happened to me like um Maybe like in Taiwan, I'm not as outgoing when I was in the States or when I attended to some forums in different countries. Mm. I found it kind of hard to like approach someone in this place because I don't know, I just don't feel like people, they don't reach out that easily. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's just, I, th I think uh, it's very hard to reach out to certain people in in certain areas i guess yeah so yeah um, i think like the people that you are surrounded by they also do affect your personality a lot because for example if you are very 
loud and outgoing person, but then now you're only surrounded by quiet, calm, shy people, you you won't want to be loud all the time because you may think that you're going to overwhelm those people. Yeah. So you eventually yeah. alter and change your personality to suit the people around you as well. So I guess that's yeah. what we both do. Okay. So would you give three adjectives to describe Taiwan? Okay. Um I'd say Taiwan is gentle, one, because things are just too convenient in Taiwan. <laughs> yeah, that's like one of my favorite things about Taiwan. It's, it's just, it's very convenient. So for me, I see it as like a very gentle place. <laughs> so that's the first one, gentle. The second one, I would say um, peaceful. Peaceful. Okay. Peaceful and um, small. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is small. Small, <laughs> gentle, and peaceful. <laughs> okay. Um. So, is there any suggestions for people like who want to study abroad or moving abroad? I would just say go for it. Don't. Th- yes, do research. Don't be like me and just like only spend one month doing everything. Um. Do some research. <laughs> But go for it. Don't have um, a lot of high expectations, but also don't have like low expectations. Um, open your heart to new experiences. Be safe. Be aware okay. of your surroundings, and also just make sure yeah. that you just take it in as a new experience. And whether yeah. the outcome is good or bad, but take it as a new experience. And whether you have a good or a bad time, just see it as an experience and. Just like something that you can learn from, and yeah, we yeah. Say just just go for it. There's there's nothing to be afraid <laughs> of because pe- sometimes people can worry about crime, missing our family, and so on. But you're getting older, and we we're not getting any younger. If yeah. you don't just take the opportunity when you when you have it, it may never come back around the second time. And you don't want to be yeah. in your 40s and thinking, oh, I should have gone to uh, New Zealand or I should have gone to the Philippines <laughs> when I had the opportunity to. But now it's it's too late because you have other responsibilities and you can't just hop on a plane and go to that country. And I think that is one thing that I learned from 2020s that just just go for it because you never know when the world is going to come to a stand and, and, and you, you don't yeah. know for how long. So... Yeah. Yeah. Go for it and make sure that you protect yourself in the process. Take care of yourself, protect your heart and just make sure that you are safe, but go for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, there comes to the end of the episode and like teacher Masi, I'm so grateful to have you here and it just we had really nice talk. Thank you so much Tiffany. I'm so glad you invited me. So that's when I'm looking forward to more of your episodes. I'm loving it so far. And yeah, I hope everyone that listens, they share with their friends, their family members, because I think, I think, I think big things are coming. <laughs> yeah. Well done. And yeah, congratulations on starting. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So let's wrap it up. Some main key takeaways from this conversation. Like being a foreigner, it's always hard like to fit in some places. It's never easy. 
but we can tell that Mercy always tried her best to put herself out there and experience new things. Like she said, you don't want to regret things that you haven't done in the past. But experiences aren't always good experiences. You have to cope with these like little things in life with people with totally different cultures, backgrounds. But as long as you step out of your comfort zone, you learn from all those things that you came along. So the main key takeaway would be grab the opportunity when you have and go for it. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Teacher Masi. If you like this episode, feel free to share on your Instagram stories or Facebooks or any social media platforms. And also leave in the reviews on iTunes. And no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate that. Have a good day. Bye.